Hi, it's uh, Troy from HittingItSolid.com here. Thanks for everyone tuning in. I'm very excited today. I'm going to be having a chat with Zach Radford, who's a professional golfer and social media influencer who's pursuing a dream of playing on the PGA Tour. He's built a large following online, especially on Instagram, and I'm really looking forward to chatting to him today to hear what he has to say. So without further ado, good afternoon to you, Zach. How are you doing today? Doing great, Troy. I really appreciate you having me on. No problem. Really great to have you here. So I guess I'd like to kick things off, Zach. Can you tell me a bit about your golfing background and how you got started to where you are today? Yeah. So I actually grew up playing baseball. Um, yep. Didn't really get into golf until later into high school. Uh, my dad and my grandpa both played, so that, that's who introduced me to the game. And about midway through high school is really when I fell in love with the game and uh, transitioned from baseball to golf my junior year of high school. Um, and then <clears throat> ended up going to uh, Tennessee uh, in Knoxville for college and yep. didn't play golf during that period of time. And upon graduating, I had seen a little bit of improvement late in high school that I thought there might be some ability there. And so after I graduated from college was really when I got into working hard and trying to get to the next level uh, as far as playing professionally. And yep. I took a year after graduating college. Um, I was probably about a 12, 13 handicap when I graduated. Yep. And within the calendar year, I ended up getting to a plus six by the end of wow. the year. Yep. <laughs> That's a massive improvement there, isn't it? Yes, yes. It was uh, definitely a lot of sunrises and sunsets, uh, many days. Um, and honestly, just got out there and just learned how to get the golf ball in the hole. I uh, wasn't really taking any instruction at the time, but was out there just trying to find out for me what worked and what didn't. Uh, I'm not necessarily recommending to not have instruction, during that time, that is just where I was. Uh, that's what happened. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So I guess um, at that time was that a time when you sort of said to yourself, um, you know, I think I'm really good at this game, and I, I can, I think I can make a career out of it. Yeah. So when I started shooting 65, 64 um, once a week, and uh, almost shooting in the 60s every round at my home course. Yeah. I thought yeah. that, you know, those scores, and my home course is not an easy course by any means. Uh, yeah. They have a web.com event out there right now currently. Um, okay. And so it is a 7,600-yard course from the, the rating of almost uh, like almost 77, I believe. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a good course. I didn't always tip it out. All the time. Uh, yep. I would play a tee up sometimes, which was still 72 uh, 50 with a rating of about 75. So, still yeah. a lot of course. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, I wanted to ask um, obviously, it's not easy to get on the PGA Tour. Um, obviously, you need a lot of um, 
technical skill. Uh, we know that. Um, but I'd be curious to know, and I know the listeners would be curious to know, how much does it cost to sort of fund a potential career on the PGA Tour? Sort of a dollar sort of figure, sort of maybe per year or something to try and get you on that tour. Yeah, so when you graduate from college and you're looking at getting into the mini tour and Q school kind of financing for for that first year uh, after graduating. Um, What I typically recommend is if you are living on your own and you're having to cover all your expenses and everything, um, meaning, you know, maybe you're not able to live with a friend or live with your family or something like that, you really need about a minimum of $65,000 wow. um, okay. for the yep. year. Yep. Uh, that would allow you to play in the um, some mini-tour events. It would allow you to get into quite a few Monday qualifiers, and then it would allow you the financing at the end of the year to do Q school. And that's right. what everyone is really uh, kind of gearing up for with the preparation from the mini tours and the Monday qualifiers to get in, get themselves in the best shape for Q school. Um, yep. The Monday qualifiers I really like uh, for the web and the PGA Tour because if you get hot at the right time, you never know. Um, yep. You get into an event and you just start getting uh, high finishes and you can keep kind of parlaying that over and over and get you to the next week. Um, I've known several guys that they've done it that way. The majority yeah. would go through Q school, however, though. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I guess um, that money would um, fund things like travel, accommodation, all those sort of things that you need to cover. Correct. And yeah. the mini tour uh, has changed here in the States a little bit. We used to have a couple fairly big mini tours here, but now there's. It seems to be that there's just several smaller ones. Um, yeah. So the cost for each one does differ quite a bit. Um, and so there's a bunch of one-day tours. Uh, then there's a couple other tours that are a little bigger that'll have some two and three-day events. And occasionally you'll find a tour like the G Pro Tour or the Adams Tour uh, will have some four-day events. Um, So those bigger four-day events, uh, depending on travel, but I would say a ballpark number, you're looking at almost $2,000 per week to play in one of those events. Wow. (laughs) I guess does that um, come with any sort of extra pressure when you know you're sort of potentially playing for your uh, livelihood as well? Uh, it does. It does. Yeah. Um, however, I didn't have a whole lot of experience playing amateur golf, so yeah. that's kind of almost all that I've ever known. So, <laughs> I, I, for me, it's a little hard to to relate that pressure, just because that really is about all I've known. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So, um, Zach, you would have obviously played with a lot of golfers um, at the social level, competition level, or at the higher level. So. What would be the biggest sort of swing faults you see golfers making? I would say from top to bottom is going to be the transition at the top. Yes. I see a lot of guys get very short and quick. Uh, There's not that smooth transition at the top. 
And if you look at uh, pretty much everybody on tour, the transition at the top is just so smooth. Yeah. And when you see a guy swinging very well, the transition just seems seamless. Yes, um, yes. And so that's where I see a lot of amateurs struggle. They they are, have these swing thoughts, I guess, going to the top, and then it's like, oh, i got to hurry up and swing or something. And so they get real jerky, and then it yep. causes them to get off balance and out of tempo. And so that's one thing that I always try to focus on when I'm trying to help someone. I don't do a lot of teaching. Uh, yeah. I have from time to time, but typically, you know, if I'm playing with a group and we're just having fun and they ask me for some help, that's what I typically would focus on. Right, right. Um, and I guess on that same topic as well, um, why is it that you, you think a lot of golfers still struggle to get better? Because I know obviously we're in a very technological age at the moment and there's so much equipment and so forth out there that's supposed to make us play better. But why do you think most golfers sort of aren't getting any better that uh, we see these days? I almost think it's because of an overindulgence of information. Yeah, sure. There's almost too much information, and it's hard for people to really focus on one or two things at a time because they hear one great idea over here, and it's not to say that all these ideas, thoughts, or instructions bad. It's just different, yep. and... People aren't sure how to cipher through what actually will be beneficial to them. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I guess when you um when you look on places like YouTube and that, and you type in something, you have like about several hundred results come up, if not thousand, and that's probably causing a lot of that information overload. Right. Correct. Yep. And so I just think that it becomes difficult. They they're hearing the same thing, mm. but 14 different ways. Yeah. <laughs> and so it actually ends up sounding like totally different things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think that people end up kind of handcuffing themselves and not improving because they're unsure of what they need to be doing because everyone has a differing idea. Yeah. Um, even though they're talking about the same thing, they need to focus on finding one person that they can understand how they're communicating what they're wanting you to do exactly. and stick with that one person. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome advice, absolutely. So I guess um, for, for a golfer out there that's just wishing to take up the game for the first time, they might be really young or a little bit older, are there, what, are there three things you'd recommend this person um, doing before they... Um, you know, start playing the game to make sure they get off on the right start. Yeah. First off, when I hear someone's wanting to start the game, I honestly tell them to just find an old driver. Yep. And yep. go to a driving range, tee the ball up, and just learn how to make contact. Yep. Honestly, almost, I don't even care too much about technique. I just want you to get out there yourself and just kind of learn how to hit it. Now, the second time that you may get out there, I would have someone, a professional, uh, or someone uh, instructing them on how to grip the club. Yes, yes. Because I think grip is one of the most important things that is overlooked at the beginning. Right. Sometimes. Yep. yep. And so if you can grip the club properly 
and you can just learn how to make contact. I don't even care where the ball goes. Yeah. Just learning how to make contact, and then I would move into the irons after that. And I don't even mind keeping it fun at the beginning, and if they've never done it, go to a miniature golf course and just learn the concept of putting, even though it's fun. Like, just have it out there. You've got a putter. You're just learning how to hit a putt, even if you're having to hit through the clown's nose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, just learning how to hit the golf ball and really keep it fun at the beginning yes. because I see so many people getting discouraged at the beginning, and it we don't want that. We're wanting to bring people into the game uh, for enjoyment, for entertainment, and just the the uh, friendships that you can create through the game and, and all of that. And so I try to encourage them just make contact with the ball and then maybe the next time learn grip yep. and then learn how to hit some putts and maybe even start on a miniature golf course. Yep. Just, okay. just at the very beginning stages. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome advice. Now, obviously... Um, you know, you get to a level, uh, especially your level now. Um, I imagine you probably don't work on too many technical um, things in your golf swing. So what would you be working on instead to um, ensure you continually improve in the game? Yeah. Uh, the main thing in my swing that I focus on is going to be tempo and balance. Yeah, sure. Those are the two most important things for me to focus on. My swing doesn't change much day to day so I'm I'm really focusing hard on tempo and balance and then alignment I'm yes. always working on alignment um, alignment is so important and that is something for amateurs and even people starting to pick up the game and kind of progressing into maybe getting some lessons and things like that and actually going out to the driving range and trying to work on some things is really working hard on your alignment. Mm -hmm. I mean, pros on tour, they're all out there every single day working on alignment because wow. if you're not aligned right, yep. it's going to be difficult to hit the proper shot. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Actually, for myself, I know uh, not too long ago, I was told I was um, aligned slightly uh, 20 yards to the right. So that was a real mm -hmm. sort of aha sort of moment for me. So yeah. uh, it's so easy to get off track there. Right, it is. And then the problem is the ball starts curving and you start aiming more and more that direction and the ball starts curving more and more. And so it's just, it, it's not a path you want to head down. If you can just always have that consistent alignment, then the game's going to be much more enjoyable and you're just going to hit much more quality shots. Yep, absolutely. Yep, that's great advice. So um, if you if you were starting... Um, uh, on your journey today, was there anything differently that you would do um, to where you've sort of ended up today? Any, any differently if you were starting out today? Yeah. So starting out initially, I would have tried to get the proper financing early on. Yeah. Um, I had to kind of piece it together through the years, and I would get some financing here and there that would cover... Uh, short periods of time, a few events here and there, and it really made it difficult to stay consistent playing competitively. Um, it's not to say you can't go out there and play well, but if you can get a full year or two of backing, 
before you really step into that professional role. I would rather see someone take a year off of playing in competition, maybe play a few things close by just to kind of keep the rust off, Um, but practicing consistently and then get that fully financed year or two and then step into that. It's just going to make it much easier. It's not to say there's no pressure, but it's going to make it much easier knowing next week you're still playing. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. You're not worried about... Uh, you know, having to finish top 10 so you have the money to play next week kind of thing. Um, And so, uh, and and I played well at times with that uh, being the case, but I've seen more consistent players getting to the next level who had those full year or two backing uh, before they stepped into that role of uh, pursuing the tour. So I imagine that's uh, just a big... um sort of weight off your mind to sort of help you just go out there and play golf instead of having to worry about the finance side of things. Correct, yes. Yep, yep, awesome. So I wanted to, um, just a final question for you, Zach. I wanted to ask you, you've obviously had a lot of success in golf on and off the course, um, especially in social media with our Instagram. So I know there's a lot of people that have helped you along the way. So is there any um, people in particular you'd say have had the most influence on the success you've had so far? Yeah, I mean, there really are countless people that I could thank, uh, but I would have to say, and I'm not just saying this, but my parents, if it weren't for my parents' support uh, all along the way and really believing in what I was doing and encouraging me all along the way, uh, I wouldn't have had the same opportunities that I've had, and I am very thankful for that. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show today, Zach. We've uh, we've run out of time, but I just want to say a big thanks uh, for coming on and sharing all your golfing knowledge with everyone today. I know all of our listeners will get a lot out of what you've had to say, and there's some really good advice on there that... Um, everyone can take out to the golf course. Yeah, well, I, again, Troy, really do appreciate you having me on, and it was a pleasure uh, getting to share some things I've learned over the years. Yep, no problem at all. So if um, if you want to see more of Zach and learn a bit more about what he does, make sure you follow him on Instagram, which is at the real Zach Radford. I'll, I'll leave a copy of that link just below this recording. Thanks again, everyone that's tuned in. I really appreciate it. This is Troy from HittingItSolid.com, and I look forward to speaking with you all very soon. Bye for now.